how to draw that final line in the sand. This is part two of our conversation. If you have not already, make sure and go back and listen to part one. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey friends, this is Carla. I want to personally invite you into real conversations about living wholehearted and finding freedom, joy, and true peace. I'm the founder of Bochi's Place, an organization that provides safe homes and rehabilitation for women who've been rescued from human trafficking. My heart is to see you walk in freedom and discover that everything you need is already within you. If you feel alone in what you're going through and you need a counselor, mentor, or maybe just a friend, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Welcome to the conversation. Because we hold on to, it's easier to hold on to something tangible than it is to something intangible. And until you know the person of Jesus through a relationship and through the word, then you don't have a tangible hold. You cannot just let go. Joshua received two promises from God that I love out of Joshua 1 and 5. Number one is it guarantees success in that no one will be able to stand against God. So no one, when you're in Christ, yeah. no one can stand Hidden against in you. Christ. I love no that. one can stand against you. You are victorious in Christ. You are able to roll out your biggest dreams, take it times a hundred, and that's what God has for you. Yeah. So you're you are no one can stand against that. No matter who is telling you otherwise, no one can. The second promise was that the basis of that success in the Lord will be with him wherever he went. And that's the same thing for us, that the basis of our success in the Lord goes with us everywhere we go, no matter what. One of my really good friends said to me once, even if you fail, God's going to take care of that. Yeah. Even if you fail, he's there. He also, God also gave three commands to Joshua out of one, six and seven and nine. The first one was that he repeated three times, be strong and courageous. So as you're about to start this consecration, the word is be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. He said it three times in the first couple of chapters of the book. Okay. Anytime God says something three times, you better listen to it. Right? Yeah. The second um, command was that they obey the law, constantly meditating on the word. And this is because obedience can only come from knowledge. You cannot be obedient to something you don't know. So if you don't know that the word says the truth will set you free, you can't be obedient. What is the truth? You can't be obedient to that knowledge if you don't know what the truth is. So how do you get to know the truth? You study the word of God. And that's very, very um, evident in what God spoke to Joshua is. He said, you've got to know, meditate on my word day and night so that that information, that knowledge can set you free and that you can enjoy the success. Because if you know the word and you meditate on it on a day and night, which we'll talk about it in another podcast about meditating on the word, then you know you can enjoy success. But I love, love, love this part. This part goes into as they prepare to cross over the community agreed and promised to not only obey, but to do away with anyone who refused to do the same. Let me speak into that. This is huge. Now they're about to cross over the river Jordan. Once they crossed over, they were going to be in their land, right? That was promised to them. But God says, do not tolerate anyone who's not on board with this plan. 
So if you have someone in your life and, and you're focused on getting to that promised land, you're focused on getting yourself on the other side of the mountain, on the other side of the river Jordan, on the other side of the storm, but there are people in your life that are constantly dragging you down, constantly unaligned with your vision. I, I say this to my kids all the time. We're not going to date someone who's not equally yoked to us. We're just not, we're not going to go, um, get into a relationship with somebody that has no idea about what we do and who we are. I'm not in, interested in bringing someone who has no belief in the Lord onto our platform to try to save them. You and I have talked about this in the past and I want women to hear this. There are, what did you say, Dara? There are people that you minister to and there are people that you date. Yeah. And definitely don't speak into that. Um, who you minister to, that's your brother and sister in Christ. By the way, that's gross. Don't date your family member. <laughs> but for real. Right. And um, I think people, there is a, until you are married, I don't care. Until you are married, you're single. That's exactly right. And you will give an account for your single season. And I believe that it's supposed to be one of the most miraculous empowering holistic seasons of health in your life that if you do have the desire to get married you go into it in wholeness and you are so unafraid to lose someone i'm not talking about because of your own issues and insecurities you chase away a man i'm talking about you were so unafraid to ask all the for real right questions right. that you're like i hope i scare you away right because the person that god like the person that's meant to run with me um, would not would not get scared away. They'd lean in. That's right. Side note. That's exactly right. They would lean in. That's exactly right. And that's why you have to be in an equal yoke. But I love that God said, come into agreement with your community and don't tolerate anyone who's not into agreement with you. We're not going to take that over to the legalistic side again. I don't want to take or that over. To, yeah, I don't yeah. want to become, I don't want to, 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 through this podcast, I don't want to set off a whole army of controlling people, you know. No Hitler in your home. No, no. By the way, and this is this is a Carlos Schellis life <laughs> quote. This consecration, by the way, it's for nobody but you. Right. Come on. Plus, everybody that you are in relationship with will get, a beautiful overflow mm -hmm. and you will naturally see people that are just no longer meant to run with you. I love what one of my friends said years and years and years ago. She said, I'm not going to impose my conviction, what I'm called to on my family. They haven't been called to this. I have, she was doing a really, really strict diet and she felt the Lord had called her to do a cleanse of her body. And it was super strict. And I said, so how are your kids doing with that? Because she basically cooks everything in the house. She said, I'm not going to, they didn't get called to this. I did. So I'm not going to try to drag them into my, what I feel called to. That's, that's mine. So I think as women, we need to remember that with our husbands. I'm speaking about myself. Like we don't need to drag anyone else into our own conviction, into our own journey. Your journey is for you, period. Yeah. Right. But when I say don't tolerate, I mean, if you are in a relationship with somebody, even if it's your spouse and they're constantly knocking you down, constantly making fun of you, just don't tolerate it. Just walk away from it. Shut it down. Decrease your space and realign with what you're doing and keep the goals in front of you, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. Here's the thing I want to say. <clears throat> in the days of, okay, I want to go back to... Um, Chapter chapter three, when they carried the ark, you know, the priests had to carry the ark, you know, the ark, 
the Ark of the Covenant was basically in our time, that's going to be the presence of God, right? That was an actual Ark that was carried by priests, almost like you can imagine carrying like a coffin. You know how you have the pallbearers that carry the coffin? Yeah. That's kind of the vision I get about the priest carrying the Ark of the Covenant. It kind of looked like that, but inside of it, for our modern day time, we're going to talk about the presence of God. So the priests were carrying the presence of God and it guided them right? It guided to them to that place. But Joshua then signals the people to consecrate themselves because we're about to cross over. And so that's where Mm. this consecration came in. He said, okay, guys, we've been through the journey. We've been obedient. We've been listening to God. We've done what God said. Now consecrate yourself because you're about to cross over. Now, I find it interesting that the particular time of the year that God chose to take them into that place at the bank, was the heaviest time of the year where the the river was flowing the hardest dependence man. yeah so it was like the white water rapids you wow. know so that's the time that god chose to show that next miracle just like he did with the red sea the splitting of the red sea for them to leave the bondage now he's about to split the river again to take them into their promised land with the bondage behind them so how does that work for us we have trials in our life we have storms we have white water rapids flowing right in front of us right now you know what those are in your own life and you think if i put one step in front of that wind in front of that storm in front of that lightning i'm going to get laid out but the thing of it is joshua it was a thousand yards that god commanded the the nation the people the thousands of people to stay a thousand yards behind the ark of the covenant because the ark the presence of god was in front so listen to this the priests take the first step into the water. I mean, by faith, because they're, they're stepping into a rapid, swalled river. As soon as they took a step, it was over a thousand yards to the right, if you will, that the water dammed up, that it, it went completely dry. It just, they stepped in and then the water just stopped flowing. And, and in my mind, I imagine like a dam, you know, when you go see a dam and it's like a concrete wall and behind it is just like, whoosh, just flooding water. Well, this, the, the Lord just dammed that up. And that's what I want to say is while we're consecrating and while we're doing that thing into our promised land, we know that if we go behind the presence of God, behind the presence of God, okay, that's important that we do that. That as soon as we take that step into the unknown, as soon as we take that step of courage, that I know I need to break up with this really dysfunctional relationship that I'm dating. Mm. I know I need to stop putting up with this abuse from my husband. I know I need to step out in faith and go get that job. I know I need to, you know, stop letting my kids act this way and I need to put some boundaries down. Whatever the story is, it's stepping out in faith. As soon as your foot hits that rapid, it will dry up and God will create a path that's dry and easy for you to cross. And that's what I love about that. But then I love that it said, Joshua knows this, but instead tells the people what they're about to see will prove that God is among them, proving that Joshua is determined to exalt the Lord. The reason the Lord did that, and this is what he's going to do for you. The reason the Lord did that is because he wanted the people to exalt Joshua. It says in that book, in the third chapter, it says, God said, I want 
for people to fear you and know that I've assigned you to this task. So you're going to tell them to exactly what to do. And they're going to see the power of me in you. And they're going to fear you. They're going to reverence you. Okay. Mm -hmm. But Joshua, this is so important because so many times we get raises, we get promotions, we get a platform and all of a sudden we are our own hero. All of a sudden, you know, you become an influencer. All of a sudden you're like this completely different person and nobody knows who you are because you talk different and act different. You talk down to people, hmm. right? But here's the thing. Joshua was clear. While God was trying to exalt him, Joshua was exalting God. So he was, he was saying, look, this is what's about to happen because I want you to know that God is with us. So he kept the attention on God, which I think is something that we often forget as we're rolling out what we want, our dreams and goals, right? So the presence of God was in the middle of them. They took that, that step over, it dried up. But then here's the, the, the great thing that you're going to get to do with your, your dreams and your goals. God told them to get stones from the bottom of the river and take them over to the other side and create an altar, like create like a statue. And so that all the descendants will come and say, what was that? And everyone can say, this is where God stopped the river and we crossed over into our promised land. But the cool thing is, Dara, that right in that moment when they did that, right when they set up that, that, uh, that statue of rocks, if you will, that's when the provision of the manna stopped. That's when the provision of the manna stopped. So don't you know that we have times in our life when God carries us all the way through and we know this is not real. Like how in the world do I keep getting things dropping out of the sky? My husband and I will say, you can't make this stuff up, right? Provision after provision. But once you step over out of that, that storm, once you successfully go past that storm, what happens is all of a sudden, you get to eat off the fruit of your land. Mm. See, because before you're eating what's dropping out of the sky. But when you place your foot on that promised land, when you place your foot on what it is that you believe God's holding out for you, what you're believing God for, you're going to get to eat off the fruit of what you believed God for. Yeah. So now they're in their promised land. Now they're able to see the manna has stopped. But immediately when the manna stopped, the fruit came. And so it was a beautiful exchange, but now they have this testimony. Now they have this vision of what God did where they thought there's no way we're going to see that we've been rolling around in the desert for how long we've been on this journey. We've been at war. We've, you know, seen things we shouldn't have seen, but we also saw some great stuff. Now we're in our promised land. And what is all this fruit? So good. Now they get to eat off their fruit. So how does that apply to our consecration? If once you download this um, PDF and you read out what I wrote, I want you to read that out and do exactly as I wrote it as per your belief, as per your flow. So I have on there, you know, create a dream board, create a vision for those 40 days, name five to six things, seven things that you're believing God for, that God's going to come through for you and look at those every single day and speak to those every single day. I have in the consecration... 30 minutes of worship every day, because also the discipline of the routine is part of your success. That's a very big success principle in anywhere you listen to. The discipline of your daily routine will, is, the, is the preface to your success. So 30 minutes of worship every day, whatever worship you want to listen to, 30 minutes of Bible reading every day. And then you, this is not like law law. You can vary it that 30 minutes of leadership skills. So if it's, um, 
Tony Robbins, Terry Seville Foy, um, whoever. Carlos Chalice. Car- <laughs> Carlos Chalice. Whoever you want to listen to that helps you build your leadership skills um, in Brene the consecration. Brene Brown, she's amazing. Um, I There's so many I could name, but um, in the consecration that I wrote, I give you step-by-step instructions, but it is truly a commitment to yourself for 40 days so that you can get get past the things that have held you into bondage and get on into the places of your promised land. But in the meantime, you get to see God do one miracle after another. That's so good. Um, we really believe here at Carla Shell's team, <laughs> the Carla Shell's team, we really believe that the best investment, um, the best investment is in you. Mm-hmm. So that's podcast. That's taking time. That is, you know, this is the hard way, easy way. Um, it, this is the foundational setup for your legacy. That's right. And you are worth it. And what makes it not hard in this sense is, I'm going to always say this for the rest of my life, um, grace is the supernatural person of Jesus Christ. That's right. That empowers you to step into this almost like, almost like a force field, like step into this pocket of peace and goodness and rest pour this truth over yourself for 40 days and just like malachi 310 god literally tells his kids like test me Mm -hmm. try me watch if i won't open up the windows of heaven and pour out on you such a blessing that there's not even room enough for you and your household to receive that's right like what what are we doing that's right this is such a this is not a bad thing this is not a hard thing this is exciting that's right. One of the things I want to re- remind you guys that I didn't mention was the circumcision really quick. Oh, God. This is like, this is so graphic to me. God told, them, told Joshua to take a flint knife. Okay, that right there, the picture of that is disgusting. I'm imagining you with like garden gloves and like shears right now. I'm and circumcise these kids. Circumcise the kids of the the Israelites that were in the desert because they never got circumcised in the desert. So I had to know what oh, was that? Why, God? Yeah. As I pressed in, this is important, and I'll close with this. As I pressed in, I found out that the circumcision in our time today is literally cutting of the flesh. He said that um, <clears throat> the, consecra- the the concrete sign of the, um, of the covenant before delivering the promised land was that God demanded a demonstration of covenant faithfulness. And so cutting of the flesh. For me, that is literally cutting my flesh it is go- not like literally with a knife it means going i am not going to have that what i want in my flesh because i am going to demonstrate faithfulness and that i can i can be without those things i'm fasting for 40 days mm-hmm. because i want to arrive in my promised land so the circumcision while graphic and disgusting and poor guys i'm sure they were in so much pain wow um that for us today is let's cut our flesh let's cut let's cut out the things that we desire of our flesh so that we can reside safely in our promised land. And in the words of Paul, um, he said, I'll look back at those things that I thought were necessary and precious. And compared to enjoying and knowing Christ, they were literally dung. They were crap. Mm -hmm. They were nothing. They can't even touch um, this newfound enjoyment of Jesus that is like the for real lover of your soul, which, by the way, it starts and, and ends with that. 
Um, guys, we just want to thank you so much for uh, joining this conversation. Remember, for information on events and resources, please go to carlashellis.com. And always, if you or anyone you know is in an abusive situation, go to carlashellis.com slash help. And remember, you have everything that you need within you.